This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. Comstock CEO Matthew Cruz took a long weekend to conduct a crop tour in parts of Mato Grosso, Tocantins, and a developing region in the state of Pará. Here are some of his comments and observations. My trip confirmed what I had been reporting, that the north half of the country looks great, while the southern half of Brazil is struggling. You don't see a bad soybean field in Mato Grosso, and that is saying something because it is a very large area. It was supposed to represent roughly 27% of Brazil's soybean output, but if the production in the southern states fall off, it could end up representing much more than that. The northern region of Brazil over to the state of Pará has been receiving timely rains, helping to give an excellent start to their season. I did spend a lot of time in the southwest region of the state of Pará. Pará is also a very large state, known more for gold mining and cattle grazing than soybean production. That could change over time. While it represents less than 2% of Brazil's soybean crop, farmers are looking for cheaper land, seem to be flooding in from all regions of the country. He met with one particular farm family that had come from Mato Grosso to Sol because they could buy or rent more land in this new area than they could back home. They also complained about how they were really impacted by the dry weather last season and that this season didn't have a good outlook either. His impression was it took a tremendous amount of courage to want to pack up the whole family and start over in a new area. The main attraction is cheaper land. The idea is that you could sell 500 hectares in your home area and buy 3,000 hectares in a new area for the same amount of money. There seem to be several established farmers in Mato Grosso that rather than pay a high price for the neighbor's farm, they chose to set up a branch operation in this new developing region where their money would go a lot further. It is still not as cheap as it used to be, though. It seems like the entry-level land sells for as much as $2,000 per acre, while it used to be $1,000 not that long ago. Of course, when you compare it to $19,000 an acre in O'Brien County, Iowa, based on the last sale, it doesn't seem so bad. The one thing that stood out to him is the soil type. The region is known for large pockets of gravel mixed in the topsoil. Given our love of heavy dirt, this makes us cringe when we look at it, but the locals seem to have accepted it, and the crop stands will look good. It does not necessarily cover the entire region, but it is widespread enough that he can imagine it can become a nuisance. The locals there still refer to it as a sahado and don't consider it rainforest. However, I'm not sure environmentalists would see it that way. Everyone there claimed to be following the environmental code, only farming the amount they were allowed to farm, keeping the correct amount of reserves set aside. You wouldn't know from spending time in the region that there was a carbon sustainability farming movement taking place in other parts of the world. Matthew spoke about the good-looking crops in Brazil, so also should spend some time talking about the bad ones. Southern Brazil and much of Argentina just can't catch a break. Rio Grande do Sul is catching the brunt of the dry weather as there has been limited precipitation for over a week. Forecasts continue to show a large donut hole over southern Brazil through the weekend. There's some strong chances of rain out ahead, but not until next Sunday. The question is no longer if there will be crop damage in southern Brazil, but how much. The first corn crop in real ground to Sol is getting hammered. Early forecasts were up to 35 million metric tons of corn, and now one private forecast has already lowered that to 28. 
One estimate thought they would be losing as much as 100,000 metric tons or 4 million bushels per day in corn production. Much of the corn is in pollination and so moisture demand is at its peak. There goes their export market. The dry weather has crept its way up into Paraná, the second largest soybean production state which is also reporting damage to soybeans. Many of these soybeans were planted in early September and so are either setting or filling pods. The soybean planting is coming to a close as well in Rio Grande do Sol, and so rainfall is vital for solid germination, otherwise they will be replanting. One estimate shows a loss of 2 million metric tons of soybeans already. He still thinks that Brazil has a shot at 144 million metric ton crop, but that is becoming more the production ceiling rather than the median. Forecasts show this La Nina continuing for the next 30 days, which means continuing to dry weather into January. Even if rainfall does come back into the southern region, some damage will already be done. Brazil is experiencing a typical La Nina, good crops to the north, poor ones to the south. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits.